Hey everybody, welcome to Bear Hunting Podcast episode number four. Um, today we're going out to uh, Maine to talk to uh, Chris Lawler of Dudley Brook Guide Service. Um, he does both uh, bait hunting and hound hunting out there with uh, for bears, so um figured he'd be a good guy to bring on. So uh, without further ado, how you doing today, Chris? Oh, not doing too bad today, Matt. Good, glad to hear it. So how's... Uh, did you have a good season this last year? Yes, we had a very good season last year. Um, the uh, bear seemed to be hungry last year, and uh, with the dry season we had, there wasn't a lot of natural food, and the bear came to bait really well. Yeah, yep. Yeah, we had the same thing here. We didn't, uh, the berries were real, real, real good in the UP, but there weren't, uh, the, you know, the acorn crop was there was none so that really helped the later season so <clears throat> well cool so uh how long have you been hunting and guiding for bears um i've been hunting for bear for about 20 years when i uh started out uh, i wasn't i was actually hunting over oat fields and apple orchards and berry patches i wasn't it was uh about 15 years ago when I actually started getting into baiting. Okay. And once I, once I got into that, I, uh, I, that was, uh, you know, I, once I got into it, I, I loved it. And I started guiding bear hunters about six years ago. Okay. And, and that's, we uh, love to do it. <laughs> awesome, cool. Glad to hear it. So, um, where where exactly are you at in Maine? Uh, we're in the northern part of the state. It's okay. actually I we're located right in a small town. It's called Merrill. Okay. We only have about uh, three hundred people live in this town, so it's right out in the woods. <laughs> oh, okay, nice, cool. I think I looked on the map one time. It looked like you were really close to the border of, with New Brunswick. Yes, we're only about 20 miles from New Brunswick. Oh, okay, no kidding. So you're basically New Brunswick. <laughs> yeah, pretty <Cool>. much. <laughs> Sweet. Well, cool. So, Oldfields and Apple Orchard, I, when I think of Maine, I kind of think of like, you know, big unopen or you know big woods or whatever is is that true or is there kind of it's a little more farming yeah it's uh there's a lot of just in the area right here where we live there is an actual a lot of old growed up farms and stuff like that but i mean we are pretty much right in the big woods i mean okay you go you go 10 minutes from where i live and you're right in the middle of the woods <laughs> okay yeah gotcha yeah, that's kind of where my house is at in, in Michigan is, like, it's just an old, uh, you know, hay fields or whatever, but you drive 10 minutes and you're in the middle of nowhere, big woods or whatever, so definitely relate. Cool. Um, so, it, so is that where you bear hunt then, is it sort of in the big woods? Yes, I mean, we lease um, bait sites from Paper Company land. Okay. We actually have areas that we have exclusive rights to to bear hunt in. Okay. It's public land, but we have um, exclusive rights to do the bear hunting in it. Okay, cool. That's cool. So is it sort of, um, so then anybody could go hunt the land, but um, you're the only guide that can operate it then, right? 
Yeah, I mean, okay. people can deer hunt it. They can hunt moose there if they're lucky enough to get drawn for moose from it, or they can hunt grouse. Mm-hmm. But the bear hunting, you actually have to lease the ground. Okay, gotcha. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's sort of... I think every state's got some sort of, like, commercial forest land thing like that. So, yeah, in Michigan... um that we have we call it cfa land and uh it's owned by the timber companies typically but uh um anybody can hunt it but they actually don't allow any guiding on it whatsoever so um but interesting cool so um when you're setting up a where do you normally set up your bait sites at um you know like is it do you i know in michigan like a lot of people like to use beaver ponds or uh you know, go for berry patches or whatever. Where do you typically set up a bait site at? So the, you know, I I use Google Earth and everything to look the areas over, and I mm-hmm. like to have a water source for the bear there. Mm-hmm. And the swampy areas coming into like the hardwood where the the low ground. Mm-hmm. I like to be right. Actually, I prefer to be right on the, you know, where the high ground goes into the swampy areas yeah just yep. on the edges mm-hmm. and uh i do beach ridges i mm-hmm. i like to uh you know i'll have bait sites on beach ridges but most of them are around you know beaver ponds and cedar swamps mm-hmm. in that type of area okay cool very cool <clears throat> cool cool okay um, so let me think here. So do you normally, um, do you, do you run dogs in the same spots as you have your bait sites at, or do you, uh, um, use totally different terrain for that? We actually, the way our seasons are, we have the first two weeks of the, we can only hunt over bait. Okay. And then, and then the the hound hunting starts. So, what we usually do, we don't. Once we start running dogs, we don't do any bait hunts. Okay. So we do use the same areas. Okay. Then we we use the same areas, but it's after we're done bait hunting them. Okay, gotcha. Can you are you allowed to start um your hounds off bait sites, or do you got to use strike dogs? No, we we actually do both. But oh, okay. The, the majority of it, we can keep right on baiting. Even after the baiting season done mm-hmm. is done, we can keep baiting for bait sites okay. for the use of running hounds or trapping. Uh-huh. So what we do is we'll go before light in the morning mm-hmm. and we'll go check cameras so we can see what bear we're actually going to be running. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that bear's been there after midnight, mm-hmm. a good bear will start right there. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, and, and for those of you listening that might not know what I what I'm talking about when I say a strike dog versus starting the hounds off a bait site, um, actually maybe you can explain it better, Chris. But uh, you want to explain kind of what a strike dog is? Well, we with a strike dog, you actually can, you know, we have the we'll actually put a dog on the box mm-hmm. on back of the truck and we'll ride. You can actually ride through the woods, and if that dog gets the scent of a, a bear, he's going to let you know. And a lot of times, you know, if there's 
and during training season is when we use it the most. Mm-hmm. We because you can't bait then. Yeah. So we actually go out and we'll ride the roads and the dog will strike off the back of the truck. Okay. And you, he'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's for sure. So cool. Yep. And then you know for bringing for starting the hounds off bait sites, you just leave the dogs to the bait site if you've got a good bear on there and they start from there. So. Cool. Yes. Yep. Yep. Cool. So. Okay. Um, well, back on bait, what do you, what's your uh, favorite type of bear bait that you use out there? Well, we use quite a variety of bait, actually. We use, I mean, donuts mm-hmm. and pastries, any kind of sweets, danishes, muffins. Yeah. Um, we use that, and we, we use a lot of fruit fillings and mm-hmm. frostings, different types of frostings, peanut butter. Mm-hmm. We use a lot of fry layer grease. Okay. Also. And um, trail mix mm-hmm. later in the season. Usually when we start running dogs, the nuts and stuff are starting to come in. We use a lot of trail mix that time of the year. Yep. And, <clears throat> I mean, we use popcorn, oats, molasses. Mm-hmm. I, and on occasions I do use beaver. I do. Okay. I, I use, I don't use it a lot, but a lot of times, uh, Later in the year, we'll, I'll, I trap a lot of beavers, so I got a lot of frozen carcasses, and I yeah. put them out later in the year, and they do seem to really like that. <laughs> okay, interesting. So you mean like later, like during uh, like late September or something, that's when you use them? Yes. I think hmm. the bear looking for more protein yeah. later, you know, getting ready to go then up and later in the year when they're kind of slowing down on some of the other stuff yeah we'll switch up to, you know we'll put a whole beaver carcass there and it usually doesn't last long interesting yeah i've always wondered if that i haven't tried it myself to switch to meat but uh like late in the season like that but I, that's interesting i might try that next year so cool yeah and i i can't agree more with the trail mix i i basically because your uh, your hound season starts like middle of September, right? Yes, it, yeah, it's like September eleventh or twelfth, okay. depending on the. Yeah, I, I swear that's like the magical date that uh, if you're not using nuts here in Michigan, it's like your bait's done. <laughs> and so yeah. it's it, but if you put if you put some sort of nuts or trail mix out there, I mean it they'll keep going well into October, so. Funny, funny, funny. So, bear. I, I think bears are just bears wherever they go. So, yeah. But. And this year we had the. Uh, they seemed to. It was almost like they were starting to shut down. Almost like they were denning early. You know. Yeah. This year and that the trail mix and the the beaver kept them there. Yeah. Yep. I believe it. I wonder. You know, if there's because there wasn't. You know. You do you have acorns out there or just beech nuts? Uh, we have very few acorn in this oh. part of the state. Okay. There's few, but not many. Hazelnuts ate a lot of hazelnuts. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, basically, you guys didn't have any hazelnuts or beech nuts. So, um, and we didn't really have much for acorns either. I I think I wonder if bears just know that oh you know there's no hard mast out, so I'm gonna go to bed early. You know, because I I know. It seems like on the better um, hard mast years, there's uh, 
seems like I see bears out later on in the year, but I don't know. So interesting. Last year was in another the 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 big big bear. Mm-hmm. Were, it seemed like they were all gone. Really? Huh. And then you had your you know you had some decent bears still, but they weren't the the great big monster there. You know that had been there earlier in the year. It was almost like they all went to bed early. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. So, cool. Um, so, I, you know, sort of on that, have later on in the year, do your bait sites go, like, um, do bears start going nocturnal in the middle of September or, you know, later on, or do they still pretty much hit the day when you're using trail mix and stuff? Yeah, they seem to actually last year when we switched up to the uh, using a lot of trail mix and stuff, they didn't. Mm-hmm. They, it was almost like they were starting to go nocturnal, and once we started using that, they seemed to come back into, you know, they were there actually. When we was running dogs there, there was days that there was bear there all times of the day. Yeah, you know? yep. Yeah, I had that same thing. I mean, it, it, it's like the same thing here. They um, The second you start, uh, I mean, there was one year I was – I. I didn't put out my nuts until probably about 10, the 10th or 15th of September. And I was just using old bread and like an oats mixed with some like dried fruit and stuff. And they were starting to go nocturnal. I was like, oh no. And so I put out um, some nuts and just boom. I mean, immediately went to like chaos on the bait site again. So, but cool. Um, So let me think here. Now, what kind of what kind of dogs do you actually run there? Um, we pretty much run all walkers and plots. Okay, all right. I mean, we've run blue ticks and red ticks and English, but most majority of the dogs we run are walker and plots. Mm-hmm. Probably mostly plots. Okay. Um, is there a particular reason why you like why why you like them or? They're they're real gritty dog and they're fast. You know they mm-hmm. they you know they're the fastest dog there probably is and they're yeah. they're very gritty. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Pretty much have to be to chase bears <laughs> when you're about yeah. you know <laughs> a quarter of their size. <laughs> so that's awesome. Then uh, you raise the dogs yourself, right? Um, no, I actually don't. We have a, I have a good friend that, that mm-hmm. guides for us and he's, he does, uh, I have a couple walkers myself, Okay. but he, um, he has the whole pack of dogs that we run with and he does an excellent job with his dogs and, mm-hmm. he, but no, I don't raise. Oh, okay. That's cool. So. Awesome. Maybe in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I've thought of it myself. It's just, it's a lot of work as I'm sure you know. It is a lot of work. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it definitely would be fun. So, but I just, maybe when my, when my kids get older, I think that that might be the big thing. So, but we'll see. So no, out of, out of the two methods, you know, cause it's kind of unique that you do both. What, which one seems to be the most most successful? I mean, which one do you kill bigger bears off of? I guess the the hound hunting, I think, is. I mean, it's 
we've had unbelievable success. I mean, mm-hmm. we've we've all almost always your your hunters tag out. I mean, there's yeah, and the uh, and usually it's a one day thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. That's cool. So not to not to make your bay hunt sound, you know, unsuccessful or anything. It's just the dogs do a no, good job. No, it's just it's the dogs are it's more successful, and there's so many different. Like you said, I mean, if if there's not something at a bait, you can go see if you can find a strike. So, you know. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So you're not just you're not stuck to one or two bait sites or something. You can go anywhere basically. Right. So yeah, I hear you. I mean, if you've got to go to a berry patch and try to get a strike out of a berry patch, you can, you know, if they're not coming to the bait that night, you know. Yeah, yep. You've got other options. and Exactly. And so, fun, fun. Now, in Maine, <laughs> I think this is the only state you can do this. You can trap bears there. Do you do you offer bear trapping? I do. Um, I do offer it. Okay. Not something that we, you know, that we push much, but yeah. we do offer it. Okay. And we do a little, you know, I do a little bear trapping. My brother does a little bear trap, you know. Yeah. Yep. And it is, I mean, that's very successful because, you know, if you got a bear coming and you usually can catch him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So... Well, cool. Very cool. Um, awesome. Well, I'm all about bear hunting stories. So, um, I, from you, I'd love to hear your best bear hunting story. It can be your own or somebody, you know, or, uh, or whatever, but your best bear hunting story over bait and your best bear hunting story with hounds. Okay. I think my best bear hunting story over bait is, my my son he just he's 12 years old now but two years ago mm-hmm. i actually was able to take him out on youth day for his first hunt to hunt anything any as far as big game goes yeah we uh we got into the stand and i there was a double tree stand and we had a skirt a camouflage skirt in around the front of us mm-hmm. so i figured he could get away with a little movement on the bait Mm-hmm. Well, we were sitting in the stand, and I thought I actually, I was like, it sounds like there's a squirrel. The stand was in a big spruce tree. It sounds like there's a squirrel or something at the bottom of the stand. I never heard the bear come in. Like usual, they just kind of yeah. show up. But yeah, just I actually pulled the skirt back, and the bear was actually looking up at us in the stand. <laughs> nice. And I, of course, I kind of, I was like, I, I made too much noise and he seen me and he ran off and I, I told my son, I said, well, that kind of ruined that chance. I said, he'll never come back tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, about 15 minutes later, I look over to my right and the bear was coming. He circled around us and was going to the bait mm-hmm. and he come to the bait, but he was nervous and knew we was there and he would go and he grabbed something out of the, the bait pile and then he would run in the woods, but we could see him the whole time, but my son couldn't get a shot because it was real thick there. Mm-hmm. Once he got out of the sight, well, finally, he come to, he come up to the bait, and I told my son, I said, once he comes, you're going to have to take the shot because, you know, by this, he, the bear's been there for 45 minutes. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and it's it's dark. You know the it was in a thicket, and you know we was losing light quick, and mm-hmm. we had about a half an hour actually legal shooting time left, and the bear come out and he got and he dropped it right there, mm-hmm. and that was the most exciting hunt I've ever been on for anything. That's awesome. Watching my it was better than. It was better than any animal that I'd ever shot myself watching my son uh-huh. shoot that bear. That's awesome. That is and awesome. I thought I was going to have to, it's a good thing he had his harness on because I think he had bailed out of the stand after he shot. <laughs> That's <laughs> so awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, my, my boy is two right now, and I can't wait to take him out. That's that's awesome. So. Oh, there's nothing better than getting kids out there and... It's unreal. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. That is awesome. It, that was more exciting than any big bear or big deer or moose or anything I'd ever, you know. I mean, it was just unreal to watch him do that. I mean, I was. Yeah. That's awesome. What, uh, what, was he using a bow or a rifle? He was using a rifle. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. So, awesome. Well, cool. How, how big was the bear? It was uh, it was around 150 pounds. Nice, can't beat that. So cool. It was uh, yeah, it was amazing to watch him. <laughs> I bet, I bet. So that's awesome. So I bet he's hooked for life now too. <laughs> he is, and he was so proud of himself when he shot. You know, he's like, I finally did it. You know, and, <laughs> but yeah, it was the first first night you've ever said that. <laughs> yep, yep. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I follow your Instagram and everything, and uh, your, your kids are just, they're just outdoors, outdoorsmen already. I mean, you can, I mean, they're they are running the trap line with you, it seems like, and running bear baits, and they're just all yeah, in it. They can't wait to run bear baits with, you know, they, they want to go bug bait and do mm-hmm. all that. That's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> That's great, so... Cool. Um, so how about your how about the hounds? What's your uh, best story with the hounds? The hound hunting, it's almost like every time, you know, it's always something different. You know, I mean, you don't know if the bears get a if you get to get a bear that's not get a tree, and you get to walk in and get them on the you know on the ground or whatever. But yeah, there was this was actually a bear we didn't get. Mm-hmm. The one, you know, probably my best story, and it was one of the biggest bears that I've ever seen. My wife was actually the shooter because we had tagged our hunters out, mm-hmm. and we had went out and we picked. A, I mean, he was a he was a four hundred and fifty five hundred pounder. You know, I, uh-huh. I don't even know how. I mean, he was huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. just a big old. He, he he's actually still giving us problems right now you know because <laughs> she didn't get him yeah he likes to drive every bear out of the area that he can oh wow <laughs> he, he's one of them ones that gets on a bait he gets on there's one bait he goes to and he just won't any other bear comes in and he's driving them but yeah we actually was we he wouldn't tree mm-hmm. and the dogs were on him and we got set up on this logging road for her to shoot and the dogs are pushing them right to us. Mm-hmm. Well, the dogs ended up coming out into the road mm-hmm. and we, 
we didn't realize we thought they'd either lost the bear and we thought they were coming back to us, but they actually were going to circle him and try to push him back into the woods. Mm -hmm. Well, as we were standing there, she was standing there with her gun and I had told her she had actually, she wasn't ready to shoot. Mm -hmm. And the bear actually come out like 10 feet from us. Oh, wow come out of the out of the bushes and he's like standing there looking at us and he turned and went in mm-hmm. well when he went back in the dogs went back in with him and she they ended up taking him down along the edge of the logging road and we got it set up again mm-hmm. and he come out and i think she was so i think her nerves got the best of her because she had like a 30 yard broadside shot and she ended up missing oh wow and, uh, we never ended up getting the bear we he wouldn't tree and we ended up pulling the dogs off because we were starting to worry you know they'd been on him for a while and we was worried that mm-hmm. he may he may hurt the dogs there eventually they were getting tired and stuff yeah and, exactly that's why and he took us the we went into the worst swamps and <laughs> you know, yeah. i mean we were wading black mud to our waist you know oh, trying to get man. in and get them. <laughs> we it was like a 10 hour chase and we but it was it was one of the most exciting ones i've ever been on <laughs> i bet i bet and he's and he's still out there <laughs> he's still out there i had pictures of him last fall and he <laughs> won't come to a bait in the daylight and uh-huh. we actually and he he just takes that bait to himself if it, any of the bears come in there we and we just fed him all fall because yeah. he couldn't really hunt there because <laughs> He was coming in in the dark, and yeah, and all the other bears. We even got pictures of him driving the other bears off the bay. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Do you have a name for that bear? I don't, but I should. <laughs> you should. I do, but I'm not gonna say it on here. Okay, sounds <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. So. Oh, that's that's awesome. Oh, you know, something I forgot to we're gonna really back step here. Something I forgot to talk about. Um, do you use any attractant scents for uh, when you're setting up your bait sites? I do. I use uh, Big Woods Bear scents, mm-hmm. and I use uh, several different kind. You know, different different kinds of or different scents. Yeah, and I use. I use the Ultra 8 and my uh, Frylator grease, and they just mm-hmm. tear that up. <laughs> yeah, yes, they do. Yes, they do. I'm a big fan as well, and they just, yeah. they. I, every time I use it, I mean, they just tear up the ground for it. It's crazy. So, Do you have a favorite flavor oh. that seems to work well out there? Oh, and I, on the... The, the ultra eight on the, in the that I put in my fry later grease is the, the, the cherry bomb. I mean, I okay. just it it works unreal. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I actually when I when I put my baits, I'll cut up a bunch of. Um, so I'll take some down first, and I'll put them either in my barrels, mm-hmm. so the. And then I'll dump that grease all over them, and they chew them right up into splinters. I mean, it's unreal. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. I was um, a few years back. I was hunting up in Canada, and I I put some uh, 
some of the ultrate um, cherry on the uh, on I'd covered my bait site with plywood because I didn't I didn't bring a barrel up there and uh, I covered up with plywood and I came back after dumping that fryer grease on there and they chewed up the plywood. It's like what what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Like that, that's not obviously not uh, I don't know <laughs> you're crazy but that's that's not a testament for how good that stuff works I mean it's, oh it's it's unreal I mean yeah. I almost at times uh, it keeps them coming if the bait's empty too I mean mm-hmm. you got that you got that in that grease and that grease is splashed all over everything and they'll come just that I mean yeah it's unreal yeah. yeah. It's definitely awesome. And I use a lot of the 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 star anise mm-hmm. for my spray when I start all my bait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I use a lot of that, and I use the the cherry the cherry bomb spray also. I mean, mm-hmm. cool, awesome. Yeah, I I love the uh, the cherry as well. So I mean, I I'm a cherry fanatic though. Um, I think around me there's a lot of um, black cherry and choke cherry, and I, I think it mimics that a lot, and they just are like, oh, what's this? So, but, <clears throat> cool. I, th- I think you're, we have a lot of the choke cherries here, and they, they, that's what I think, because the cherry is just unreal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, baiting season starts, you know, right around the time the cherries are, are starting to get kind of ripe, so some of them are anyway. And so I think that's like their cue. Oh, look, hey, cherry. It's cherry time. (laughs) (laughs) But awesome. So um, I guess let's start wrapping this up. Do you have any closing thoughts? Any, I don't know, anything you want to talk about? No, I guess guess not. I mean. Okay. Cool. Yeah, um. Now, I, I guess if you want to just, you know, plug your business if you want to. Um, I, I'll have – so nobody's trying to write anything down listening to this. I'll post um, all the links to um, Chris's um, guide service, Dudley Brook guide service. Um, I'll, I'll put that all in the description so nobody's, you know, trying to write anything down. But uh, if you just want to talk about what you offer, that'd be cool. Yeah, we offer um... – over bait and bear mm-hmm. hounds and mm-hmm. we uh we take a limited amount of guys we don't we're not a great big outfit we take mm-hmm. we try to take six hunters a week the first couple weeks of bait hunting and we usually take three to four the third week mm-hmm. and then we give the bear a break for a week mm-hmm. and then we start running dogs mm-hmm. and we usually do two to three weeks of dog hound hunting okay yeah very and we, cool. you know, everything's all included, meals and lodging, and we, we actually have two two camps that we, that sleep four people each, and okay. we put the guys up there, and we take them, you know, everything's included on the hunts, and... Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool, cool. And you offer, if you're lucky enough to draw a moose, uh, a main moose tag, you offer moose hunts and everything too, right? Yes, we offer whitetail hunts and moose hunts also. Awesome. 
Cool. Very cool. Well, good. Yeah, so if you guys are interested in uh, going up to Maine and hunting far northern Maine, almost New Brunswick, you should definitely check out uh, Dudley Brook Guide Service. So Chris is a awesome outfitter. Um, you have, you've got an Instagram and a Facebook and all that. They can follow too. And I'll, I'll put that all in the link. So um, all in the okay. description of this. So, but uh, cool. Well, um, I guess let's wrap this up. Uh, thanks for coming on, Chris. It's been a great conversation. I learned some stuff. So, <laughs> so. Well, we like talking about hunting. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So I could talk barrels all night, but <laughs> I might start <laughs> rambling on. So we'll just <laughs> we'll just end there. But all right, Chris, thanks for coming on. Have a good night, and uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and we'll. Catch you next time. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks, Chris. See everybody.